Hey there, I'm Brittany, and welcome to the Cape Cod Church Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can visit our website at capecodchurch.com. In the meantime, we hope you enjoyed this message in our current series. Well, good morning. Happy 4th of July. Man, we love 4th of July, don't we? Yeah. About Thursday, y'all started showing up on Cape Cod. I could just feel like the traffic was swelling. I gave up on Dunkin' Donuts. Right? Man, it's awesome. It's uh, what, a, what a great season. Fireworks everywhere. My neighbors going crazy with fireworks. We love fireworks, too. All right, cute confession. How many of you have been shooting off illegal fireworks? Go ahead. Police officers all over the room, just take note, take note. That's what it's like. I get it, I get it. We do love fireworks. Falmouth's got a particularly uh, large display. There's something, about, uh, there's something about those spectacular shows of power, right? And uh, the louder the boom, the better. I don't know about you. I love those ones that kind of, you kind of feel it somewhere deep in your chest. It felt like it dislodged some phlegm or something. I mean, it's like, whoa, that was, that was a good one, right? I mean, it's, and, and, it, and it's simulating, of course, you know, bombs bursting in air, right? It's kind of this like, whoa, this, uh, this massive display of power and, and strength. And you know, there's something about that that we, we like, because we, we like to be we like to be strong. We at least we want to feel we want to feel strong. And I think in, in Colossians, where we find ourselves at today, just a few verses in, Paul is gonna speak to that. He's he's gonna he's gonna kinda hone in on our life and say, I know I know what you want. I know what it's like to feel weak and, and hopeless and and not know how you were going to get through. And I just want to show you where strength can come from. And that's really what this passage is about. But before he gets there, he sets the stage. Let me, let me read it to you. He sets the stage in these first two verses, verses 9 and 10. He, he says it this way. And if you're reading along, if you don't have a Bible, I'm going to put it on the screen. If you've got your Bibles, we're... In Colossians 1, verse 9, he said, So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. And, and really, the verses that come after this are going to be phrased as a prayer. Like, this is what I'm praying into your life. I'm praying into your life a unique divine strength. He said, We have not stopped praying you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. The, the Spirit, and this is what he's saying here, is that the Spirit gives you wisdom. It gives you understanding. In other words, it gives you a new way of looking at the world. This is what happens when, when Christ comes into your life. He gives you a new way of looking at the world. And, and then in verse 10, he says, then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. Uh, the, the first step to living right is seeing right. You have to see and understand and know the world from God's perspective in order for you to be able to 
to live right. And I think there's something implicit in this verse, and that's that not, not every way of living honors the Lord. And that's what he's saying. He's, I'm saying, listen, live in a way that you would always honor the Lord, always honor and please him with your life. Because not every life, not every way, not every choice, not every direction, not Uh, to the beginning of verse 12, and some captured here, but I think the idea sort of, it's kind of a bridge, and it, and it, and it connects the two, and because here's, let me read the whole of it to you again. It says, we also pray that you'll be strengthened with all his glorious power, and what does that look like? So that you'll have endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy. May you be filled with joy. See, the, so the proof that, that this strength is actually divine strength is the proof of it is, is joy. Ah, well, that ruins everything. You see, here's the problem. And I know this to be true because I know it to be true in my life is that a whole lot of my endurance is just grit. It's just determination. It's probably true in your life, too. We're determined folk. Uh, grit, like, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a value. Just grit it out. Grit it out. You know the problem with grit? Like, like grit is enormously effective. There are whole studies written about grit. And I'm not, I'm not down on grit. Like, grit is good. But here's the problem with grit. The, 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 the grit and determination get stuff done, but the longer you're doing it, the angrier you get. You're just like, I'm dreaming. Just, I saw this the other day. Some people, some of you love yard work. I, I am not one of you. I, like, I, I have people, it's like, like Tom and Mark who work with us, they, they, it's like therapy for them. I'm like, well, come get therapy at my house. Because, and so we had some stuff that needed to be done around the house, and I was, uh, uh, I, went, I went out the other day, I don't know, Thursday, Friday, it was humid, it was just humid, it was, oh. and we had a gate that wasn't working properly, and so I took it apart, and you know, you should feel some sense of accomplishment, but I just wanted it to be done, and I'm like fixing it, and I'm covered in dirt and sweat and I put it all back together and I go to close the gate and it, it didn't fit. <laughs> and I walked in the house and Tam's trying to cheer me up. What are you working on? <laughs> and I looked at her and I said, failing. I'm working on failing. <laughs> but as I said it, I knew like, oh, you're bitter. And that's, that's sort of what, 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 what happens in our life, grit and determination, just you're, you're, you're getting through it. But there's, there's something about the, the, the strength that, that God divinely places in our life that we don't manufacture. It's not just, don't mistake it for grit and determination because it's associated with something that we can't manufacture. It's 
associated with this joy. Like even in the middle of gritting it out. Do you see why this is so hard? Because a lot of my endurance is not associated with joy. It's just endurance. And what Paul is saying here is that God wants to divinely put something in your life that gives you a patient endurance that will fill you with joy. I got to be honest with you. A whole bunch of what I thought was God's strength in my life was just grit. Because the real patient endurance brings with it this package of joy. That's when you know it's from him. Paul wants to complete this thought, and he knows you're probably wondering, like, where do you get that? Like, how does that show up in your life? And so he takes these next few verses and he just, he just, he finishes the thought with saying, here's how God places this in your life. Let me read them to you. It picks up in verse 12. He says, and remember, he's taking this idea, the words, may you be filled with joy from verse 11, always thanking the Father. And then, and then he kind of like unpacks like how this becomes true in your life. He has enabled you. Being able is not the same thing as being enabled. He's enabled you. This isn't an ability that comes from within you. He's enabled you. He's placing something in you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he has rescued us. Watch this. From the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. He's rescued us from one kingdom, one world, for another world. Hmm. Who purchased our freedom. He's talking about Jesus here. And forgave our sins. He's saying that, listen... This this strength is available to you. He's enabled you with it through his son, Jesus Christ. And, and, and And when you entered into this relationship with Jesus Christ, he he transferred your life from one kingdom to another kingdom. You 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 you're 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 wrapped up in this kingdom. If, if I could, one of the greatest struggles we have as is, 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 is Christians, as is followers of Jesus, is one-dimensional thinking. We're, we're like stuck in, in this dimension, the physical dimension, the, the world that I live in, the, the body that I have, the, uh, the, the job that I go to, the problems that I'm solving, the people that I know, the joys that I have, all of that. We're, we're in that one-dimensional thinking. And then, and then when a problem comes along, we want to sprinkle a little bit of Jesus on it. 
And we think that's Christianity. That's like, that's what it is. But, but that's not what they're describing here. It's not like, oh, you live in this world and you walk in this world and you're wrapped up in this world and you sprinkle a little bit of Jesus on it and it makes everything okay. But that's sort of how we, we like walk through this life. We say, oh, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm like, like life is falling apart. Quick, quick, somebody give me a verse. And then we, we, that verse, like, it, like it's meaningful, but it's only meaningful because it's pointing to a different world. But we're, we're just sprinkling that on. And what Paul is doing here is, is, is Paul is saying, look, 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 look. There's, there's another kingdom. There's another world. There's another place to be thinking about. And he says, you've been transferred from the kingdom of this world, the kingdom of darkness, to his kingdom. Paul, Paul's like, do, do you have a, a favorite, like, I don't know, favorite ice cream? I was asking some of our leaders this morning this, a favorite ice cream shop, like local ice cream. And, you know, you're like, people ask you, you're like, that's, that's, my, that's my favorite. Like, and I love, I love being a local. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, if you catch me in the lobby and you, you tell me you're brand new, I'll usually, you know, I'll usually give you a tip or two. Like, I'll be like, oh, you should check this out and you should check this out. And, oh, don't go there. No, 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 that's bad. Because that's what locals know. And, and locals, we love to talk. We give out all of our A minus places. We don't give out A plus places because they're already crowded, right? But we're like, unless we really like you, and I always like everybody, so I always give out A plus, right? right? We're like locals, like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, what about this? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's just overpriced. You're just paying for the view. The food is terrible. You'll wait two and a half hours and be disappointed, but you should go here. Oh, man, if you've got an afternoon and you're down here, you should, you, you should go take a walk here. That's so we're locals. And you see, you see that's what Paul's doing. Paul, Paul, Paul is here. He's, Paul, Paul's a kingdom local. And he's like, no, 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 no. Don't, don't, come, don't come all the way into this kingdom. Don't be transferred from the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light and miss the good stuff. That's what he's saying. He said, you could, you could show up in this new kingdom. You've been transferred from the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of light. Don't, don't miss the good stuff. That's what Paul is saying here. He's like, this, the good stuff is here. The strength, the power of his kingdom is here and it's available to you. And it would be entirely possible for you to run through this life and to miss the beauty and the goodness of what he's doing. Don't, don't miss it. That's what Paul's doing. He said, no, 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 no. Test, 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 test. This right here. This is where... He's at work. And when you said yes to Jesus Christ, he transferred you from a kingdom of darkness to a new kingdom, a new way of living, a new world, a new reality that is changing everything. If you just watch the movie Unbroken, you're going to miss the best part. So here's my recommendation. If you go home today and you rent the movie, you can, it's on all the things online. You can watch it. Watch the movie and then get the book and go to chapter 34. It's like the last four or five chapters because the best part is at the end. The movie finishes with the allied forces coming in, liberating they go home and then it puts some words up on the screen. Louis goes home and they show some photos, but they don't tell you the, the rest of the story. It turned out that Louis Zamperini was a, a man of incredible grit and determination. 46 days afloat, two and a half years in a prison camp 
being singled out because he had been an Olympic athlete. And then he gets home and his world comes crashing down. The memories of it. He just, he doesn't have a way to, to reconcile it and begins to reconcile it with alcohol. It begins to infect and ruin everything in his life. And his marriage is almost at the end. When in 1949, he makes his way to a giant tent in Los Angeles. Billy Graham. Read the book. Billy Graham is preaching. And Louis Zamperini meets Jesus. And he is so transformed. The kingdom of light put something in his heart that grit and determination couldn't do. And you read those following pages as the transformation of what God did was so dramatic. He would travel back to Japan to offer forgiveness to his captors. It's an incredible story. Kingdom of darkness. Kingdom of light. You see... We were rescued by Jesus Christ. And when we said yes to him, he gave us a new way of living and he placed something in us that changes us forever. And it's available to us now. And if you find yourself in that place of the unfinished and the unresolved, his strength is available to you. And it's why often the strongest thing we can do is wait. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Oftentimes the strongest thing we can do is step back from ourselves and our solutions and wait. And rest in him while he does what he is strong enough to do. Maybe, maybe God's been winding along in your life and brought you here this morning. And all of this is for you because like Louis, you're at that moment where you, you're ready to say yes to Jesus Christ as your Savior. Yes, to his gift of forgiveness, his rescue in our lives that literally changes everything. And if that's your story, I'd like to finish just by giving you a chance to say yes to him. Would you bow your heads with me? Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed, and... I do that just because it feels like life can just be so hurried and distracted. And it would be easy to miss this moment. But maybe this moment, this 4th of July weekend, this message of strength and endurance and freedom in Jesus Christ, is for you. 
Maybe God's been at work winding along in your life and bringing you right to this moment and you're ready to say yes to him. If that's you, I want to finish by leading you in a prayer. I don't think there's any magic words that make this true. I think it's a prayer of faith. Romans 10, verses 9 and 10 I'll paraphrase, says, when a man or a woman believes in their heart and confesses with their mouth, it is made unto salvation. That's your moment. And maybe you're ready to take that step to say yes to Jesus Christ. I invite you to pray something like this. Dear God, you know me. You've brought me here. I can see how you've been at work in my life. And today, I'm saying yes to you, to your gift of grace, forgiveness to your salvation. I invite you into my life. Help me now to live my life fully for you. Father, give all of us the strength that comes from you not from our own abilities, but from you. We pray. In Jesus' name.